This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scott, are you ready? I am so ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. Uh, So this is, uh, you guys might be familiar with this, Atlanta, but the rest of the country is definitely not. Here it is. Okay. Masked boot girls are freeing booted cars all over Atlanta. Oh, they know! Let's knock the boots on a brand new episode of Bananas Live at Sydney Winery in Atlanta. Here's something heavy. Here's something heavy. Good Kurt Brownoller. I am Banana Boy number two. Scotty Linus, thank you for coming out to a live episode of the silliest little podcast (laughs) there ever was. If you heard some noise there, that was Charlie Fromage slowly dying. Dying again. Charlie will be replaced soon. Yes. We're going to get a six-foot version. Yes. That's a little easier to travel with. He is heavier than you'd think. And he does rub the ceiling everywhere we go. We which love him. At, it's nice in a place like this, which is brand new. Yes. There's not a lot, a lot of stuff on the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, but we, uh, some of the places we play, we have to let it run for like 40 minutes before the show because it just blows all the asbestos off of the, <laughs> so the roof debris. first. So much debris. <laughs> Maybe before we get into it. Yes. I would like to do something before we get into really? it. Really? I'm you all dirty fired dog. up. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, I, we want you to be a part of this show. You can be as loud as you want. You guys right now, <laughs> I would say, are at a six. You can definitely come up to a nine, yeah. maybe a ten. We get it. We get it. You guys just came from church at six o'clock. Yeah. It's Sunday. We get it. We get it. But we, that's Chick-fil-A why we do it at a 5.30. So imagine if this was 8 p.m. Boo. You guys but, can be asleep by 8. Yeah. If you try that's hard. true. Watching Only Murders, going to bed early. <laughs> but we want to be on the show. So on the count of three, yell your first name. Yeah, so you can be on the show. So that when you listen to this in three weeks and you're driving around and you're Hyundai Santa Fe with your friends. You go, listen to my name on the world-famous Bananas podcast. One, two, three. (laughs) 
right, we're getting there. That was like I a heard solid a, eight and a half. I heard every single one. I heard a tail rare. Sounded good. And I, I heard. Was anybody in Raleigh last night that's here? Really? Yeah, a couple of people said they were doing both. Really? You rule ass. That's awesome. Right on. Uh, so you want to hear about this, Scotty? Oh, I'd love to hear about the boot girls. I mean, you guys already know about it, sounds like it, but for the rest of the world, uh, they don't. Here it is. Masked boot girls are freeing booted cars all over Atlanta. Uh, That's cool. This is... That's cool. This was in NPR. That's real. Heard of it. Heard of that. Um, this is uh, written by Fernando Alfonso III, Ooh. who is the... Are you yes. coming up? I can feel the energy coming it's up. Coming You're up. free. Coming Nobody's up. watching. Nobody's watching. You're free. You can get vodka sodas here in case Your you think it's only don't wine. don't know you're here. <laughs> Go crazy. Here it is. A small round key has unlocked a world of fame and fortune mm. for two balaclava-clad women who are among the most in-demand <laughs> entrepreneurs in Atlanta. The True. key is one of a handful the so-called boot girls use mostly around Buckhead, an upscale Atlanta neighborhood, to yeah, unlock nice. metal brackets attached to the vehicles parked on private property, like one Jaguar on May 5th when I spent the evening with the boot removal Robin Hoods. Quote, can I get a picture real quick? The owner of the car asked the pair while handing me his phone in the fading afternoon light. That's I mean, cool. best in the biz. Really good writing. That's beautiful. That's prose. Yeah. I support y'all. The boot girls, who go by the noms de gueule, boot baby, who wears a black balaclava, She's my favorite. and boot shiesty in pink, have built a following of more than 85,000 across Instagram and TikTok. That's where the boot girls offer up the legally dubious practice of boot removals for 50 bucks, a price that undercuts parking enforcement companies, which yeah. often charge $75 per day for removal, boot baby said. <laughs> Boot baby said That's that. That's nice boot baby She's said. She's talking. Yeah. yeah. They grow up so fast. The, bo <laughs> the boot girls spoke to us under the condition that NPR does not disclose their legal names because of concerns for possible legal ramifications. Smart. That's All smart. Right. The pair started the business after Boot Shiesty's car got booted. <laughs> oh, no. While visiting her friend and now business partner at her apartment complex in April. Instead of paying, this is, listen to this, okay? Okay. This is how we should all run our fucking lives, That's okay? Cool. yeah. Instead of paying the parking enforcement company to have the device removed, they connected with a friend who had a key that could unlock the boot. The pair decided to buy their own keys and, quote, ever since then, we just went on our bullshit. That's boot the by best. Boot That's the said. fucking best. The boot girls obtained their keys. This is, listen to this. The boot girls obtained their keys from Christian Verrett, owner of Atlanta Boot Key. A store that only makes boot keys. Yeah. And it is totally legal for you to own a boot key. Everybody here needs to get a boot key. Why? Christmas, Hanukkah's coming. Why don't, doesn't everyone own one? Yeah, we should all have one. The two women who worked previously as beauticians average about 40 boot removals per day. That's boot babies. A said. day? A day. Oh, my God. So that's two grand a day. Two grand a day, they're saving the good, hardworking folks of Atlanta. It's just a blessing, honestly, Boot Baby added. 
Home of So So Deaf Records. Is that billboard still there when you come in and ah, jeez. Um, then it goes into uh, that was a good attorney. It is crazy. It's a crazy thing to say the normal cure for an unauthorized entry on your property is to insist that the trespasser remain on your property, the Chief Justice said in 2021 during a hearing according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I mean, that's nutso under any conception of the law. Cool. That's Where cool. in the world can you say a cure for trespassing is to continue to trespass? The Georgia Supreme Court ultimately ruled in favor of the man whose yeah. vehicle was booted. So apparently it's illegal to boot in Georgia. You're not allowed to boot in Georgia. But really? under certain jurisdictions, such as Atlanta and Decatur, uh, if there's a local law that says booting's allowed, it can. So, it, so the local That's law bullshit. is against the state law. Um, but also it's like there's a lot of local laws that are really good here, right? Because yeah, it, sort of. it is Georgia. Um, Georgia is a kind of epicenter of booting. What? Congratulations, guys. You're the epi or y'all. You're the epicenter of booting. Is that's nice. Do you guys feel like you're the epicenter of booting? Yeah. Really? It's wow. like boot boots are. Wow. Okay. okay. Boots. I've only I've only seen them in Brooklyn, and they were very rare. And oh, when you yeah. got them, actually, Baltimore had boots a lot too. But oh, LA doesn't have boots, buddy. I, when I lived here and worked for Red Bull, we hit up tow truck drivers, and this one guy's like, I boot all the cars outside of the Bank of America tower downtown, and he would run full speed and boot it and run back because he was afraid of getting shot. <gasps> Whoa. That's true. And we're sitting in the back with Red Bulls like, should we be doing something? <laughs> would B3? you like some energy? <laughs> Do you need taurine for this? <laughs> That's true. Anyway, this just goes in a lot, very deep into the laws about booting. I'm not going to go into it, because guess no. what? It's not very funny. No. <laughs> but um, y'all know what it is. I mean, this feels like this crowd knows that booting is a problem. Well, that's crazy. Okay. <laughs> that's not most cities. That's pretty wild. So this reminds me, this is a fantastic, I think this is a beautiful way to make uh, some more money, some extra cash. And I used to have a lot of jobs for extra cash, uh, especially when I lived in New York City. And mm -hmm. I had just started improvising and teaching improv. And I would be, I would find jobs where I could like get paid very little to kind of like teach people improv. Sure. And so I taught at New York Film Academy. I taught blah, 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 blah. He taught me. Oh yeah, that's right. I taught at Red Bull. Yeah, but also Kurt taught level one improv at this place called The Pit. Oh, yeah, And I too. thought he was the funniest guy. And I was like, I'm going to take that guy's class and I'm going to make him think I'm funny. <laughs> and it worked. And then 20 years later, <laughs> here we are. Here We're doing we this together. The best $300 I ever blew. <laughs> so I, uh, there was this, I don't know what it was. And this is why I will never own a theater is uh, there was a guy who owned like a theater slash rehearsal space in the West Village. And for like the West Village, even back then was it like rent is it, like you can't imagine it. It's like $100,000 a second to have a space. It was a nightmare. And he, this guy's plan was like, I'm going to have a rehearsal space slash theater in, oh, uh, in the West Village. Yes. And I'm going to yes. run classes out of it. 
And uh, I, I don't know how I like met him or whatever. He's like, do you want to teach improv classes? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so he would yes. have normal acting classes there. And then I was like the improv instructor. And it would be like one, two times a week, I would come in and teach a class. But it was like, a, like it, it eventually ended up being like a drop-in class where people could come and like spend 30 bucks or whatever for an oh, hour. Rock. Yeah, that's cool. And, yeah, no, it sucked. Yeah, and sure did. But here's why the space existed, is the guy who ran it, his buddy was like the 19th lead on The Sopranos. Big show. Yeah. Big show. And The Sopranos was on. Stuff. Yeah, The Sopranos was on at that time. Think about it. And so he was like, he was just one of the, the gangsters who didn't have any lines. Like, that was that guy, right? <laughs> cool. He was just like, Johnny Poo shits or whatever. <laughs> Johnny Two Shits, yeah. And so that he got that guy to come and teach classes at this space. No way. To people who wanted to get into acting. But because his only credit was being on The Sopranos, the only people who took classes from him were these dudes who were actually in the mafia <laughs> in Jersey, but wanted to be on The Sopranos. Oh, cool. Aspirational. This was literally gangsters from North Jersey coming to the city because it was also like it, like West Village yeah. is like it's like right there. The tunnel is right there. You oh, can just yeah. like come out from Jersey, like climb out, and be like, "I'm here in Manhattan." Holland Tunnel. Yeah, and so you could be there very quickly from Jersey. Yeah, boy. These guys were the scariest motherfuckers. Sure. And it was the only reason the space existed because it was the only class that made money. So what the dude who ran the space would do Nightmare. was siphon off, because they were the only people who took classes there. He would convince them that what they actually needed in order to audition for The Sopranos was improv skills. <laughs> so then I would show up to teach 12 of the most like <laughs> Gambino motherfuckers Loud I've ever it. met in my life, just Jersey Italian going like Capricorn. <laughs> Do you have some mozzarella? <laughs> like dropping everything. Like the last half of all words didn't exist. Can't be vulnerable ever. Dude, to teach an, a, a person like that improv, like improv requires you to be open and vulnerable True. and a willingness to be silly. Yes. And these guys were baked into this fucking Jersey machismo Italian bullshit where they were so locked down mm -hmm. that it was just like three full hours of me being like, just try and say yes the next time someone says something to you. And I'm they gonna go, shoot you. I got it, pal. Yes. I got it, no and, problem. <laughs> and I'm into that. And then someone would be like, here's a cup of coffee. They'd be like, no, fuck you. <laughs> that is The Sopranos, though. That whole that show is, is the whole Sopranos. Yeah, that and is I was that. like, but do you think that's a fun scene? Do you think, no, fuck you, and they're like, gotta laugh in the room. I'm like, yeah, because it's a bunch of fucking Cro-Magnon morons and they're afraid that are exactly you. like you. Yeah. All, you're all the same person. Dude. It was impossible to teach them to improvise, of and course. I had to do it every week for like two full years, and I was being paid like $75 for three hours of work. And Kurt's from Jersey. I'm These from are Jersey. People. And I hate, this I hate Jersey. 
Jersey Italians. Oh, I fucking hate them. Because it was in where I grew up, it was, it was Irish and it was Italian, and that was it, and I hate them both, because I wasn't either. <laughs> but I thought I was Irish for like 15 years of my it's life. It's the best way to go in that situation. <laughs> If you go to certain parts of New Jersey and you go to like a Chinese restaurant or a Thai restaurant or a sushi restaurant, in the right, uh, right corner of the menu, it says Italian specialties. So even if you're in a Thai restaurant, they will have penne with marinara. They, they'll have ravioli and they're like, we get it. There are people here that come in and are like, fuck that, not eating pad thai. <laughs> Every restaurant has that. I went to a place very similar to that. I didn't know we were gonna talk about this story. Uh -huh. But I have a cousin who's a director in Brooklyn, and when I was a young guy, I was like 20, we went, we put on costumes. We put on like, I had a frilly shirt and a long blonde wig with a ponytail. And he's like, hey, we're, there's this space that you can rent rooms. Yeah. And we're gonna go roller skating tonight. It's a roller skating. And I was like, oh cool, New York has it all. Roller skating and costumes. <laughs> Honestly, that's Not New bad. York. Yeah, Not that's bad. pretty much. <laughs> So I put it on and we go and there's like 15 people doing it and it was a pretty crazy part of Brooklyn at that time. And I had to pee. And so when you're roller skating you have to pee, you don't take off your skates. No. <laughs> uh, so I skate up to a thing that I think is, and this is an art space just like Kurt's talking about where every room is like you can rent out a room and do whatever you want. So I roller skate up, I'm wearing a frilly shirt just like in Seinfeld when they had like a funny shirt episode. And I have these skates on, I have this long blonde wig, and I open the door, and there is a person hanging from hooks through their back. What? I think it's called suspension. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody yeah. into suspension? Yeah, sure, yeah. some people All are right, into it. great. But when you're roller skating... Can you come up to us after the show and tell us about it? Yes. Okay, Because thank my you. experience was me on roller skates being like, I have to pee. I am so sorry. And then somebody just hanging from hooks and they're like, He also was wearing the exact same outfit. Yeah, not. But it was just with roller skates. 20 years later, just in place, being like, that seems interesting. <laughs> but yeah, and they were like, please leave. And I'm like, I am so sorry. And it changed my life. <laughs> also, that what you just did, that thing of like being able to have roller skates on and just like kind of go back and yeah. forth, but stay in place. Sure. That is the coolest way to talk to anybody. That's I, true. It's like, I do want to write that into a movie where there's one character just constantly moving their feet back and forth on roller skates, but not moving and just like chit-chatting with people. It could happen. That is fucking great. We would like it. Donald Glover would knock that out of the fucking park. <laughs> Gotta give me on one, baby. This uh, Josh Bram, you don't live here. Josh, you're here. Josh Bram didn't send this in, but this dude sends so many good stories. <laughs> it's crazy how many good stories. So we're, we're going to say Josh Bram sent this in, even though he didn't. This was on the New York Daily News, written by Michael Walsh. Who is the... All right, yeah. Again, that's a six. By the end of this thing, we'll we're going to scream there. at each other. <laughs> Man fakes his own death in car crash... And then ask for a marriage proposal. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yep. All right, I'm, I'm excited about this. Before a wealthy Russian billionaire popped the question to his girlfriend, he decided he wanted to test her love. Ladies. <laughs> he wanted to test her love? And oh. what better way than faking your own death? And then having your fiancé followed. 
Yep. yep. Uh, he decided he wanted to test your love and make a point in this process. A 30-year-old, Alexi Baikoff, hired a stuntman, a makeup artist, a screenwriter, and a director to stage his own death. This is real. Baikoff told his girlfriend, Irina Kolokov. Kolokov is a great last name. Yeah. To meet up with him. <laughs> End of that sentence, quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, meet up with me, Irina Kolokov. He then proceeded to pretend he perished in a car crash, complete with fake blood, an ambulance, a car crash. And of in course, front of her? So she shows up and he's already dead. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You got to know where they stand. <laughs> Every morning, wake Wait up and challenge your partner. What's that, buddy? <laughs> Did he Don't. fucking just, like, after she was like, no, and if she, like, showed enough, like, sadness, he was like, just kidding. Would you marry me? Just slow erection. Yeah, uh, I'll get to that. Slow erection. I'll get to that. When Kolokov arrived, that is Arena Kolokov, the partner, mm -hmm. she saw the scene, was told her boyfriend had died, and then was surprised and a bit angry to see him walk out of the ambulance, flowers, balloons, and engagement ring in hand. Isn't this fun? Isn't this how you... Everybody here has the engagement fantasy. Maybe it's Disneyland. This is so crazy. Maybe it's where you had your first kiss. We did a... When Curdy B and I were doing... We're jet skiing down the Mississippi, we... Uh, Kurt married two people on a jet ski. Yeah. And they... They got engaged at the bus stop where they first met, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... That was cool. That Mazel was really tov. cool. Mazel tov. Uh, yeah, they got engaged in a bus stop where they first met, and then we, I married them while I was on a jet ski, and they were both on a jet ski. And then I was like, you can kiss the bride. And then they kissed each other, and then just slowly tipped, tipped over and rolled into the water. And lost the ring. And lost the ring. Her ring fell off. We bought them a new ring. I had the flu. And I was floating in a tube playing a character named Little Minnow. And I was the man of honor and the best man. And then they pulled me behind a boat where it flipped me off the tube and I held the beer above the water. And the Comedy Central was like, great. Very great. <laughs> True love. So I've tested marital love. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, here we go. Arena tried to flee the scene. Yeah. She's the normal one in this relationship. She tried to get out of there. She of ran away. She ran away crying, which is accurate. Yeah. That is what you should do in this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Baikov chased her down. So now it's zombie husband. Now it's just like. <laughs> so wait, he's covered in blood. Oh, dude. He is so covered in blood. What? He was leaning against a car with blood and like torn up clothes. Like he sold this so hard. And then the, and then it was long enough for him to like get taken off the car, put on a gurney, put into an ambulance. Full tears. And she's losing her mind. Yes. Because she watches her beloved dead. And then he changes in he the He runs out of the ambulance. No, still Surprise! covered in blood. With flowers wow. and engagement ring. It's so upsetting. Irina tried to flee the scene, but Baikov chased her down after a few tears and an angry exclamation. Won't say what it was. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, she accepted his proposal. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Also, guys, he's a billionaire. 
Life in Russia is hard. That's Money is true. the only thing that matters to them. Right now? Maybe true. Apparently, Baikov uh, was trying to make a point. No, I don't think that's the right name, Michael Walsh, you turd. Uh, he was, no, oh, yeah, it was, Alexei Baikov. My mistake. Apparently, Baikov was trying to make a point. Quote, Quote, I wanted her to realize how empty her life would be without me. All right, piece of shit. <laughs> what a piece of Real shit. Real ring finger for that guy. And how life would have no meaning without me. Ew. I mean, yeah. she said yes. Like, how rich was this fucking guy? I mean, you, get, you do know the difference um, between a million and a billion. A million seconds is 11 days, and a billion seconds is 33 years. That's how much a billion dollars is. So you could hate him for 33 years, you dirty dog. Uh, I think it worked, but I promise it's the last time I do this, Bykoff said. I promise it's the last time I fake my own death in a proposal? Correct. If it, that's the, cra that's almost the craziest part to say. Yeah. That the suggestion that maybe he would do it again? Yeah. And people were like, but please don't do it again. Yeah. And he's like, I can assure you. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking nuts. It's crazy. Okay, so when I, I lived in Atlanta, I used to live off, kind of off Petrie Battle, sort of like Lindbergh Marta stop up in that area. Yeah. It's nice. I like living there. There's a drink at the tree house. Is that still there? Maybe anybody knows that? It was a good place. It was, yeah, I was 21 years old. And, <laughs> and I had a friend who got married in Atlanta, and the, my girlfriend at the time didn't know this couple, and they invited me only, which is always like, hey, you can't come. And they're like, why? It's bad. Always invite partners. Just, it's insane. Only? Oh, ew. They were like, we, no plus ones. And I'm like, no you plus are so lucky to live in Atlanta, and I need to get out of the house. So I go to this wedding, and it's fine. It's at the Embassy Suites, which I don't even remember where that is. But it was at Embassy Suites, and it was rehearsal dinner for all the out-of-towners. I just moved here from Massachusetts. And uh, it was fun. Everybody gave bad speeches, and we ate crappy food. And it was a typical reception, or rehearsal dinner. And so I go back to my room, and I got a room, and I'm staying there. And at about 12, 1 a.m., Somebody starts like banging on my door, like flat-handed banging on my door. I look out and there's this dude that had given a speech. He's in the groomsman party. That's what it is, yeah. right, groomsman? Groomsman party. I've never really been a groomsman, by the way. If people are like, Scotty, we love you so much. Just come. You'll dance and get drunk, right? I'm like, Num absolutely. I'll be there early. I'll leave late. So, so this guy that I kind of recognize from rehearsal dinner is banging mm -hmm. on my door. Oh, I need a fake name. Kurt's really good at fake names. I need a man's name. Tarly? Tarly. <laughs> oh, boy. Last name, uh, okay, so Tarly Blue. The guy's last name was Blue, which you're like, no, it was not. It was not. So Tarly Blue is banging on it, crying. He's like, open up, open up, and open up. And I'm like in, like, boxers and T-shirt. And I'm like, okay. And I open up. He's like, she, my wife is divorcing me. This is the night before the wedding. Wait, and he was in the him. groomsman. He was one oh. of the groomsmen. Oh, he's one of the groomsmen. Okay, so great. I was like, how do I fucking know this guy? He's how? banging on your door? He just picked a door. I think he just picked a door. 
And I think that goes a block of rooms, and he just banged, and I opened the door, and I've never seen this guy before. But then I was like, I do remember this guy. Uh huh. We all went out to a bar after the fact, and it was a karaoke bar, and this guy uh, put on Genuine's My Pony. <laughs> Anybody over 35 here? And his <laughs> wife, who I don't remember her name, a nice woman, we'll say Charlie Jr., uh, sat in a chair, and so Charlie Blue starts grinding on her and gives her a lap dance to Genuine's My Pony at a regular Atlanta bar. Wait, 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 wait. Not so wait, wait, Charlie, Charlie Jr. Charlie's is, the wife. Is Charlie's wife. Yeah. Interesting they have the same name. Yeah, it's now, weird, isn't it? Charlie Jr. starts grinding on who? No, Charlie Jr. is seated. Charlie Jr. seated. Charlie. The man, no, Charlie Blue, who's banging on my door, goes up and it's like, my pony, we can't afford to play it on the podcast. I would so quick. But it's like, boom, boom. And he, he comes over and the one person I know besides my friend getting married is like, they do this every time. No. And he grinds on her. I mean... Grinds on who? Charlie his Jr.? Wife. Charlie Blue oh. or Charlie Jr.? All right, okay. let's give the wife a name because we're going to get yeah, these yeah, yeah, yeah. A woman's name. All right. Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> a it's nice one. It's not Sarah. It's Sarah. It's S-E-R-A-H. So Charlie Blue is grinding and giving a lap dance to his own wife, Sarah. I okay. mean, they are fucking in front of everybody. And nobody else is dancing, by the way. It's a karaoke bar and everybody's like... Okay, cool. And so he's like, he's butt grinding Dude. on her or just crotch grinding he, on her? He is doing a full striptease. It is like, he's unbuttoning shit. He's like backing it. This is pre-twerking. Nobody knew what twerking was back then. <laughs> but they are <laughs> going so hard on each other. And she's uh, like into oh, it. Oh, she's into it. Okay, oh, she yeah, fucking yeah. loves so it. So she's, she's sitting, touching she's, like, she's oh, like, dance Sarah? for me, big boy, Tarly. Sarah was into yeah. it. Yeah, okay. I do this girl named Jamie, and Jamie was like, they do this fucking everywhere we go. This is crazy. This is our thing. So anyways, this is who's banging on my door. And is he singing? He's singing Genuine's po Nope. Okay. <laughs> just the music without the lyrics. No. Which, oh, it's just the karaoke version of yeah. the Genuine song. Yeah, no microphone involved. Just <laughs> Genuine's My Pony Instrumental. Charlie Blue, I don't even remember what his name is. It's Sarah, just fucking on a chair in front of a hundred of us in a bar like the local, like as big as the local, so not big. Yeah, local's a good bar. And uh, so I'm like, okay, these guys are fucking losers and have a great life. And so anyway, so that's just banging on my door at 1 a.m. Boom, 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 boom. She wants a divorce, she wants a divorce. Up and I'm oh like, hey God. man, I'm Scotty. And he's like, she's trying to divorce me. Crying. Grown man. I'm 21. So he is probably 23, 24. And he's like, she wants out. Uh, she's fuck and I'm like, hey man, are you okay? You're still in college. No, I just, just graduated. graduated. Okay. I just moved here. And so, <laughs> so this guy's like, I, again, I do not know this man. I've never sh shaken his hand. And he's like, she wants a divorce. We got in a fight. I don't know what I'm going to do. He's still wearing like a suit. Like the tie's a little low. And you're like, oh boy. So he comes into my room. 
And I'm like, hey, man, it's okay. Here's the other thing. I don't know anybody's phone number. The only people I know are I know the bride. The bride is getting married the next day. It's 1 a.m., so I'm not going to call. Also, texting wasn't a thing back then. I'm not going to be like, hey, there's a uh, Charlie Blues here, and he's going to grind me if Genuine comes on. <laughs> so I'm like, well, it's you and me, bud. And when you're 21, you're so nice. You're so innocent. Because you also don't know. Maybe this happens all the time. Maybe this is what adults do. Maybe this is what adults do. They cry at your door, and you have to just let them into your hotel room. Yes. You don't know that you can just go, sorry, man, boom. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> sorry. I have poison ivy. Good night. <laughs> now I'm 21, and I'm like, I wasn't asleep. And so I'm like, okay. And he, so then he hugs me, and he starts crying so hard against me. He's like, she's going to divorce me. She said she wants a divorce. Oh. So I can't. All I know is the lap dance. I don't know this couple. So I'm like, all right, man. And I'm like, it's not that bad. Like, it's going to be okay. You guys are going to work it out. Like, I don't know these people. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's just a misunderstanding. No, no. And he's drunk and just so upset. Uh-huh. He sits down on the bed. And I'm like sitting on the bed next to him. And he just is talking. And he's talking. And it's like 30 minutes goes by, and then an hour goes by, and you don't understand. I love this woman. I love this girl so fucking much. I love this girl. I'm like, I know, you should go tell her. <laughs> you should go tell her somewhere else, maybe with your crotch while a song plays. And, and so then I'm like, I don't know. He's like, what do I do, bro? What do I do? And I'm like, I don't know. And so I do the only thing that a 21-year-old knows how to do. I put on Family Guy. I put it on. <laughs> and he starts laughing so fucking hard at Family Guy. He's like, this show's fucking ridiculous, man. And so I go sit on a little sofa because it's Embassy Suites. So it's a suite. So I'm sitting with a man I've only seen grind his wife, crying, watching Family Guy laughing. <laughs> and then he lays back down with his arms over his head and falls asleep. <laughs> And starts snoring. And so I think he's going to murder me. I go, this man is going to wake up and panic and kill me. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to think, he's going to think there's a man in his room. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. so funny you said that because that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. So I was like, I have to stay up all night. And I'm like, Scotty, God damn it, you'll be fine. You're going to stay up to the sunrise. You're going to get him out of here. You're going to smooth things over with Syrah. And you're going to show up and be a little tired. Your girlfriend's already mad at you because she wasn't invited to this fucking thing. And so I sit down on the sofa and I instantly fall asleep. And when I wake up, he's gone. <laughs> gone. And the sun's rising. And I'm like, okay. So then I go to the wedding. <laughs> I go to the wedding. And I'm like, well, this is going to be weird because a divorce is going to happen at this fucking yeah. wedding. Hold Tension on is high. I had a gold tie. It had some stripes on it. I go, here we go. Yeah. So I show up and I get there and I grab a drink because I'm hungover. And the first person I see is Charlie Blue. And he looks at me and he's never seen me before <laughs> his entire life. No, no. He doesn't nod at me. He doesn't look at me. He goes, hey, man, I'm Charlie. And I'm like, hey, I'm Scotty. And I you like, didn't say anything. No, I was terrified. I was like, oh, my God, this guy doesn't know the fuck I am. I thought he was going to be like, thanks, bro. Thank you so much. That meant so much to me. But it's also the... that means he woke up after passing out, saw you asleep next to him. And I looked cute. Decided 
Decided, understood he was in your room. Correct. Left, went to bed, woke up again, and then didn't recognize you? That is right. That's so crazy. Okay. Doesn't recognize me at all. Gives a speech at the, the, at the reception. But you know what he did remember? What? To do the lap dance to my pony at the wedding. No. I swear to God. And Shirah was loving it. I've never seen a hornier woman not getting married. And they sat there, and during the dance, they did their fucking thing. He, so he, does he bring it? Here's my question. Does he bring a chair out onto the dance floor oh, for her? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. He does. Like this. He does. He makes it a thing. He, like, points at her, and then he carries a chair out like this. So he'd come out, he'd be like, you. And she'd be like, bleh. And then, again, divorce that night. And then puts the chair down, and then he's like this. He walks around it. <laughs> and then presents it, and then she'd sit, and he ground her into pepper. It was <laughs> gnarly. Never said anything. I never told anyone, but I was like, man, talk about becoming an adult in one day. I was like, oh, I see what this is all about. Gnarly. Oh my God. That's Are you amazing. here, Charlie Blue? <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> Boom. God, it was a nightmare. Oh my God. I thought he was going to be like, he knows this guy heard. He talked to me for one hour of just like, We've had you're problems. Too, Scotty, you're too nice. You're too nice. Well, he didn't dance on me. <laughs> I was on that sofa like, I'm asleep. Um, so it is, but like to go back to the original story too. Yes, queen. Uh, <laughs> the idea of like, a, you know, how to propose to someone. Because my wife, my girlfriend at the time had always said to me, that uh, like whenever I was like, hey, I got a surprise for you, she would always say, hey, oh, is it a hot air balloon ride? And I would always be like, no, it's not. We're gonna go like to Target. And yeah. <laughs> romantic, good deals. <laughs> and so then I was like, oh, well, I think she really likes hot air balloon rides because uh, she says it B. all the time. Don't you do this? And so, um, so I made a plan to propose to her on a hot air balloon ride. And it turns out that that was just her funny way of saying the thing she would like the least in this world. That's right. That's right. Um, so she had a panic attack for a full hour. Uh, she wouldn't turn around the entire time we were on the hot air just balloon. Just white knuckling I was it. just like rubbing her back and be like, hey, babe, you want to maybe turn around? And she was like, no! <laughs> And she was just constantly flexing her knees because that's what the guy had told her to do when we land, like oh, to yeah. flex your knees. Like to brace for impact. So we were like, I don't know, like 2,000 feet in the sky and she's still flexing her knees. Like if the balloon popped and we like plummeted out of the sky, she was gonna like jump right at the end. Shocks! And then, and then we're like, and I think this is gonna be, and I paid extra to have it be just the two of us, not like 10 other people there. Yeah, not a bunch of tourists. But what you don't think of when you do that is that it's the two of you, and then 
the balloonist. A third party. A third man is there. You know, a guy who has dedicated his life to hot air ballooning? Likes to wake up at 5 a.m. Real weirdo. Yeah. Real weirdo. Yeah. And so I'm rubbing his back, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, please stop looking at me. Uh, Good rubbing. And there is no, and there is no like, uh, fly. Like, he's a pilot. He considers himself a pilot. That's what... He calls himself a balloon pilot, um, which is funny. Um, yeah, it's a hot air boy. There is no way to, there is no like piloting a balloon. You it's cr- just, it's just like uh, we do a controlled crash at the end. Who here has been on a hot air balloon before? Yeah. You since you do crash right at right? the end, it's like we're gonna crash in that field. Yeah. It's just like, we need a real big area. Why is that? Because we have no control over what we do. They looked at me, Curdy B and I did one where we took a, a chicken up to give the chicken the noblest flight of all time because yeah. chickens can't fly that long. It's like 23 seconds. Well, the original something. idea was that we were going to give a, uh, a, a... Penguin. A penguin the gift of flight. In a blimp. In a blimp. And but Comedy we... Central is like, you know how much that fucking costs? And then we're like, what about a chicken in a hot air balloon? Sold. Yeah. But at the end, the guy was like, he was good, too. Our guy was like, you want me to touch that bush on top of that mountain? We're like, yeah, like, dog. Hell yeah, we do. And then he did. It was like, fucking awesome. All right, he's pretty good. But he's then at the good. end, Kurt's holding a chicken that's just shitting all over him. Just yeah. constant shit. The whole time. So I'm holding this chicken. No if the flake. chicken wanted to die, it could have easily. The edge was like right here, and the chicken's right here. He didn't jump. But I was wearing a Top Gun flight suit, so it was pretty cool. And I was off camera, and the guy was like, Scotty, how do you feel about jumping? And I'm like, all right, all right, let's do it. And then he's like, when you jump, there's going to be ropes, and just grab the rope. And that's how they land it for our hot air balloon that's yeah. out there. Every time they crash, and then somebody jumps out and grabs the rope. It's like, no, no, <laughs> like an umbrella in a thunderstorm. You're like, please don't die. <laughs> Anyway, so should we bring our guest out? I think we should. Yeah, we should. Very excited. Because she's she started as a clinical infectious disease researcher with an Instagram account. That's a good start. Then 2020 happened, and via daily updates breaking down the nitty-gritty of the science behind COVID, she skyrocketed to fame, providing solace and information for hundreds of thousands of people. Oh, it is now it. her full-time job as the Director of Science Communications for the School of Public Health. She's also been named Banana of the Qua- Great Quar. Yeah, she's Please Banana of the Great Quar. Please welcome to the stage, Laurel Bristow! She probably deserves a Charlie Fromage. Kurt, hit a Charlie Fromage for Laurel. Yeah! Woohoo! I'm so sorry it wasn't going before. Now, will someone in this sector go get the confessions for us? Because we start our guests with confessions. Yes. I see a young lady waving. 
Yeah. How are you, Laurel? It's Syrah. Hi. <laughs> hey, Laurel. Hi. Hi. Well, it's welcome. A... This is going to be a cakewalk for you. It is. We're going to do confessions. First, I have two quick shout-outs. Okay. If you guys will... I'm uh, ready for it. Uh, Give me Kristen, some. Kristen Murphy wants to shout out her partly Caitlin D, who's here for her birthday. Where what, are right you? There? That's you? Uh, we can get you sort of the stage. Thank you. Oh, is that it? They's... Oh, you did. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's and so what is beautiful. Your name? Alex- Alexandra. Alexandra. Give it up for Alexandra. Look at that. That is really beautiful. Caitlin D. You're Caitlin D with the bucket hat? Well, happy birthday. Caitlin started her second level of GIA classes for those of you who aren't obsessed with stones. That is Gemological Institute of America. (laughs) Woohoo! This is for you, young lady. This table here. Sir, oh, and also, you ma'am. guys are fully aware that we have the bananas wine for sale, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's very exciting. We could start digging here. Someone. Happy birthday to you. Are the confessions actually in here yes. now? Yes. Oh. Thank you for doing Thank this. This you. is That's a beautiful so thing. Just dump them. Um, and you're carrying on your family's business for blah, blah, blah forever. You rule ass. Good for you. Congratulations. And then Lynn, Sarah, Lynn. Lynn, are you here? That's... Shut up! <laughs> You're so loud. You're the best. Uh, wants to shout out her boyfriend, Andrew, flew to Raleigh from Boston, then drove here tonight so Lynn could have a little birthday weekend. And Lynn, we have a bottle Woo-hoo. for you, too. Lynn, if you want to come up somewhere, we can pass it down the line somehow. Unless you're afraid of free wine, loser. (laughs) Uh, No, you're coming up. Happy birthday, and good on you, boyfriend, for going the extra mile. Nobody in Boston's ever done anything nice, so congratulations, Lynn. (laughs) Beautifully done. And uh, you guys know the deal. You can send confessions to our live show whenever. Uh, Let's do some confessions. All right, here it is. First up, my sister lives here in Atlanta, but I didn't tell her I was coming to town. You are absolved. You're absolved for sure. When it's a quick trip, you don't don't want the bullshit. I have a good one. Uh, Everyone thinks I have a master's degree, but I actually quit slash dropped out. Academia is a scam. I absolve you personally. Absolved. Here's a very Atlanta Southern thing in general. I put ketchup on my mac and cheese. I will say real quick, side, so, side story, like mega fast side story. On the street I lived on when I was 21, I was, again, I was a kid, and the neighbors were like, do you want to come over? And we're like, sure, we're doing a little cookout. And then at the cookout, and sorry if I told this story on the pot already, you can raise your hand if I already did. This one guy goes, where are you from? I go, Maryland. He goes, do you put mayo on your Chick-fil-A? First question. I go, I guess, and then for two hours, Everybody at the party talked about whether you should put mayo on your Chick-fil-A or not. And then his wife goes, would you guys shut up about that? Like, I'm so sick of talking about mayonnaise. And then nobody talked for 30 seconds. And she goes, all right, talk about fucking mayo. (laughs) So Atlanta keeps ripping. Find some goodies. All right, here it is. When my boyfriend and best friend moved away to be together... I went to Scotland for two weeks and slept with her ex, 
who she never told she was dating, which was his best friend. Do that. Oh, no, say it one more time. I'm Wait, so what? lost. All right. Curdy B, hit us again, buddy boy. When my best friend and boyfriend moved away to be together, so they left, they, her best friend went to be with her boyfriend. Oh, fuck that. So then she went to Scotland for two weeks and slept with her best friend's ex, who she never told she was dating someone else. Okay, I get it. I got it. I'm with it. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> Which was his best friend. Oh. I don't know. These people know each other too much. You guys need more friends. There's too much connection there. But you are absolved. You I are. Get what you were Even doing. though I don't really know what we're absolving you for. I get what you were doing. You are absolved. Um, mine is I called Scotty on the banana phone, too drunk to talk, three times. Yeah. And I I called the banana phone because I assumed that it was a lie and yeah. Scotty actually picked up and then I had to be like, hey, Scott's Laurel. Hi. Oh, we talked. Your... Yeah, we did. And we I was did. like, I know I have your actual phone number, but I thought you guys were making it up. No, now it's some poor dude in Ohio who's like, would you please fucking stop? But wait, those episodes are out forever, so there's nothing we can do, pal. Sorry, we gave pal. That we gave that number out about a hundred times. Here's a juicy confession. I had a threesome with my boss and his wife, and now I want to raise. Oh! Yeah! Sounds like you already got one. Ooh, you deserve a raise. Sounds like you got a raise in a different way. <laughs> I, a vegan, woke up after a particularly crazy party upside down in my friend's bed between her and her boyfriend with sticky, sticky hands and no memory of what had happened the night before. That's fine. That sounds fun. That's good. That's good. I found out by matching my hand to a red saucy handprint on the carpet that sleepwalking drunk vegan me had been eating meatballs in the night. With my bare hands. Oh, that's so good. But it so ends good. there. It doesn't also state then crawled into bed upside down. That's so With her friend and his boyfriend. Good. That's really good. Also, you're definitely absolved. That sounds yeah. like an awesome night. Yeah. That sounds delicious. Um, in college, one of my roommates got handsy with my female friend after finding out my other roommate and myself seeked vengeance by peeing on his box spring and placing his mattress on top. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Seems fair. A lot the, of also, that was fun. that's a fun night. Um, like the fact that you they had to like do that like was like all right I'll turn around and then there's just a person on a box spring squatting. And then the other person's like, now I will do it. <laughs> sure, sure. I say, yeah. <laughs> Laurel's concerned about this one, but I say, it's just yes. So, There's it's, no children here. It's We're saucy. adults. No children. Go ahead. It says, I blew my boyfriend to completion in my office. I am a pastor. Gotta go big. Couldn't get that, pastor. Yeah. Gotta yeah. go big. Amen. <laughs> I this is my body. I. I pooped in my parents' front yard. That's fun! 
They honestly, a front yard. Everybody should do that at some point in their life. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I worked with this dude in He's New Orleans. And again, yet. sorry if I told this one already, but like we were shooting this show in New Orleans, and there's a guy named Keegan. Keegan? Keegan? Not here, thank God. He wore a Creed shirt for the first five days. But five different Creed, the band Creed, shirts. So on Friday, day five, I was the boss, I was the showrunner, and so I go, you really like Creed, huh? I thought it was a joke. He goes, oh, best band ever, man. He goes, I'm a pastor, and like I just work all their lyrics into my sermons. I'm like, dude. Side note, uh, we needed a title sequence, and he said he would get Adam Devine's face tattooed on his stomach for $200 if we put him in the main titles, and we did, and he did. <laughs> so this pastor has the actor Adam Devine's face right here, and it's on for one second of Adam Devine's house party. <laughs> Courtney, he was on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and he did. He was just laying there, but yeah, he was like, Creed, honest. He like put down what he was doing. He's like... I want to talk about Creed. And I'm like, I don't. I thought this was a bit. Do you think he watched the Scott Stapp Kid Rock sex tape? More than anything in his life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a hundred times. It's funny. There is a Keegan here. It's a girl Keegan, and it's one of my very good friends. Give and it up for Keegan. Keegan. Not a pastor. Didn't blow somebody in the office. We love you, Keegan. Good job. I have one to end on. So okay. does anybody have one before we end? Uh, you, uh, no, you can go. All right, here it is. Nothing too juicy. My fiance was in a motorcycle accident in June and had to have his left leg amputated below the knee. Not easy. He can now stand and walk on a prosthetic in time for our wedding on October 21st. Hell 27 yeah. days. Woo! Congratulations. That's fucking awesome, and those are confessions. Let's do those, Curdy B. Okay, who? Well, let's do longest banana. Longest banana. Who came from the furthest away? Pennsylvania. That's so far. That's very far. Where in Pennsylvania live? Pennsylvania. Whoa! Boy, what does that mean? Name a, right. name a town. <laughs> What's the town? Yeah, you right. win. Yeah, nice. That's it. Thank Is you it for true coming. that if? You Six. do realize we're doing Philly and Pittsburgh in December, right? And we would love to have you at both that or both either. Shows. If you're right in the middle, it's easy peasy. And it, can anybody be Pennsylvania? Are you serious? For the show? Yes. Oh, and that. a mediumist in the... Oh, you were at Splitting the City. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. We're going to do it too because PA counts. All right, PA, come on down. And also LA, come on over. Or right... Come stand up, I should say. Stand up. Is it true that if six or more women live in a house in Pennsylvania, it's considered a brothel? Or is that, that is true, right? Or is that an urban legend? That's true where I went to college, too. Where did you go to college? I went to UC San Diego, go Tritons, in La Jolla. You can't have uh, frat houses or sorority houses because they're considered brothels. Wow. What? What's your name, Pennsylvania? Grace. Grace! Grace, Grace everybody! Yay! Enjoy it. Go to Woody's. Get a cheesesteak with mustard on it for some reason. All right. Thank you for coming from L.A. That's so sweet of you. Did you have fun at Split in the City? 
That's all we can ask for. Yeah. And I did is the highest praise from a banana mall. <laughs> <laughs> all right, should we do it? Let's get into Here it. Here it is. A journalist tried to test her country's naming guidelines by calling her baby methamphetamine rules. Uh, no. To her shock, the name was approved. Yay! Her baby is now called methamphetamine rules. Not this nice. Is, uh, this was sent in by Lita. Thank you, Lita. Lita, you here? Nope. And... This Next was time. written by uh, Joshua Zitster, Ooh. who is the Nice. Here it is. A little louder next time. When Australian journalist Kirsten Drysdale gave birth to her third child in July, it's going to go like Kevin Bryan, methamphetamine rolls. Yeah, what? That's nuts. She decided to use the opportunity to put her country's naming restrictions to the test. Yeah, they do this. A fun game with a child's name. With a human being. Curious to see if any names would be rejected, the journalist for Australia's ABC decided to submit her son's given first and middle names as methamphetamine rules to New South Wales births, deaths, and marriages, The Guardian reported. According to NSW births, deaths, and marriages rules, a baby name will not be approved if it is offensive, too long, includes numbers and symbols, or could be confused with a title or rank such as Colonel, Saint, Queen, or Prince. Wait, you can't name your child Queen? Or in... Colonel, Saint, Queen, or Prince? That's a cool-ass name. Oh, my God. Are you Colonel kidding me? Saint... They'd be the number one trap rapper right Colonel now. Saint, Queen is uh, a fucking amazing name. Oh, man. I wish I was Scotty or Prince. I'd be like, what's up? I'm Scotty or Prince. You're listening to Bananas. And I'm like, he's all right. He's interesting. He's not just a white guy. Drysdale told the outlet that she and her husband wanted to submit the most outrageous name we could think of. Assuming it would be rejected. fucking crazy. That's why you can't do stuff for the bit that counts. Yeah, not with your kid. The Guardian said that Drysdale also considered using another drugs-related name. I love that the British use drugs always. And she told the newspaper that the option was Nang's Rule. Referring to the Australian slang term for laughing gas. What about... So Nang's must be um, like just like nitrous, right? Yeah. What Whip are the it. little canisters Whip called? It. What? Whippets? Whippets? No, what like... are the canisters called, though? Crackers, right? Um... The cracker's the actual thing. What's the canister called? Poppers? poppers? No, no, poppers are a little different. So let's... Yeah, poppers, you know, Hello. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Poppers well, are a little different. Poppers, they really relax your ass. You're having a different night on poppers. Well, now I think that they should just call the baby Crystal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Was Crystal taken? Was Molly taken? It's right there. <laughs> So she was going to say Nang's rule, referring to Australian sanctuary for laughing gas, but she eventually decided against it because she was unsure if the registry would know what Nang's were. We quote, we chose methamphetamine, thinking there's no way that anyone will see that word and think it's okay, Drysdale said, per the Guardian, but we were wrong. (laughs) The name was unexpectedly approved. Here she is. This is amazing. What about speed? She's just got a little baby. Just She's got little methamphetamine rules against her chest and type in, her, in the name. Uh, a spokesperson for births, deaths, and marriages told ABC 
WTFAQ that the unusual name and unfortunately slipped through the cracks. They aided the registry's process for approving names would be strengthened in response and then it will work with Drysdale's family to change the name formally. The agents did not immediately respond to blah, 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 blah. Still, I don't understand what the reason she did it was. Yeah, it's, it's unclear. Was she like, I'm gonna, like, there's a problem with the naming process in Australia. Also, Speed is a cool name. If you're like, this is my daughter Speed, you're that like, I hell yes. A, I have a... Oh, like a family tree relative named Speed. His Speed name was Rips. Speed Herbert. Speed, Speed Herbert. Herbert. Oh my God, that guy's great. Was Speed Herbert cool? I think he owned a marching band uniform making company. That's cool. <laughs> the most specific human being on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, methamphetamine rules. I like the rules part. Rules is a cool middle name. But mm -hmm. meth, come on. Like, this is a person. This person has to go out in the world. Meth also is kind of like, oh my God, are there any Seths here? Sarah Seth? There's not one okay, Seth. Okay, good. Well, fuck Seth. It's a horrible name. No, no. Seth feels like you're falling asleep and you're saying something, and they're like, I think he said Seth. And that's what meth is. I get that is a bad. Sorry for the Beths out here. Beth's a little better. <laughs> but like, yeah, speed rules. Speed rules. You're like, speed rules. You're like, that's a point guard at Georgia Tech. <laughs> speed rules. That's a tight name. Here's a story All for right. you two. Is everybody having a nice time? <laughs> On the count of three, yell your full name. That's First, first and last. I'm saying middle and last. Yeah. I want the whole fucking kit and caboodle. One, two, three. I was gonna try to pick out a name and then I couldn't hear anything. Yeah, every name is like Samara Crocodile Thursgood. And you're like, cool name. <laughs> Speaking of which, this is from Tara McCaffrey. Tara, are you here? Okay, this came in today, so thank you, Tara. Mm -hmm. She'll probably hear this in two weeks. Two weeks? Probably two weeks. Scotty. Ooh, Presents. What's that? <laughs> it's so heavy, by the way. Is Ooh. it just Summerlin sausage? Expensive. It, it's Summerlin sausage, Curdy B. <laughs> what is, what is it? that? This is a pour spout. This is Sugarlands. Cool. Sugarlands is a distilling company around here. Oh, I know what this oh, is. Oh, it's a present from Sugarlands. Oh, it's on this the is sipping Ego waffles, right? What is your name? Natisha. Natisha with an N, right? I stole the present. I was like, is it for me now. <laughs> We gotta drink this right now. This is alcoholic sipping waffle mix. <gasps> Shut the f What is it? What is How it? How dare you wait this long? I oh, should be. Brunch in a jar. Smoky oh, Mountain yes. Sugarland Distilling Company. What is it? It's sipping whiskey. 20% alcohol, and it tastes like. I wanna try. Can I try this right now? Laurel, yeah. pop oh, wow. it open, babe. Let's do this. Thank oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> How are we feeling? Is that Give it up for Bender. Woo. Give it up for Bender. Am I doing that right? You're just supposed to drink it? It's a sip it? and just... whiskey. 
Yeah, right. Put the lid on this. See you tomorrow. It does. Whoa. It is thick. Oh, that this is, is this is thick. banana pudding. This is banana pudding. You got to get in on this, Curdy. Right. Try that one. Okay, so for the people oh, the creamy texture. who have turned off the podcast, <laughs> it is so damn good. It is ego flavored. Yep. You guys have had egos before. You know what? I, the, I would like to make a... Um, Holy smokes, that's good. Is there a cool way? Is there like a not bad way to say Irish car bomb? Because <laughs> I'd like to make an Irish car bomb. Yeah. Just this. car bomb, I yeah. think. I also uh, just go just car bombs fine. <laughs> Atlanta as long as car the bomb? Irish aren't involved. This is it? this is amazing because I have a group text with friends. We do something called Sunday Night Food Lab, where we test foods that are flavored like other foods. So you get like um like uh, oh peeps that were flavored Ooh. like um, hot tamales, and then you get hot tamales, and then you compare the two. Interesting. And this has been in our group chat as like a thing that really? we need to it's investigate. So good. Oh, yeah. Keegan, you're Take gonna it love home. it. I Take see it you, home. Amazing. Uh, it's, oh my god! It actually tastes. You can smell it from great. here. Yeah, it tastes we, just like it smells. We have too. all these little moonshines too. Thank you. This is a fun experiment. This, this was a smart move. Thank you. You're <laughs> banana literally the unpacking episode. all Absolutely. the alcohol. Strawberry cream. We're going to... very cool. Thank you. If there's only a bathtub of it, Scotty, different podcast. give us a song. Yes, sir. Uh, Tara McCaffrey sent this in. She's not here. She hates the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to stick on drugs because we're having fun. Yep. That's his name, yeah. Hungry sheep devour over 600 pounds of cannabis after invading a greenhouse. Sheep rock ass. Um, This was in Newsweek, written by Alice Gibbs. Who is the... All right, okay. All right, one more time. And this time, I mean, do it like you don't have to go to work tomorrow. This is sweet. Cute. It's the red wine and Coca-Cola. What's it, uh, Mussolini? A little Cali Mocho? Oh, or Cali Mocho? I think it's for me. Different I people. do love a Cali Mocho. Okay. This was a 22-year-old Give me drink. a 10. Please, God. Yell mm. like you're okay, 17 years old again, yeah. and you're still a virgin, <laughs> and the hunky guy girl person you're interested in walked by at the pool. Ready? This was written in Newsweek by Alice Gibbs. Who is the... We could have been there all night. (laughs) That's how you gotta live your life. We're weird. Okay, dokie. A flock of sheep have found themselves enjoying a slightly different diet. Uh, after they devoured more than 600 pounds of weed. This was also from this week, which is so great. Uh, the herd of unsuspecting herbivores. All right. <laughs> yeah. They are herbivores. They are. Okay, they are. They are. They're sheep. They're not eating uh, 
Mongolian barbecue. Uh, a herd of unsuspecting herbivores were looking to satisfy their munchies when they inadvertently chomped down a hefty stash of medical cannabis growing in a nearby greenhouse. This is the greatest day of these sheep's lives. We don't know what sheep are up to. In the town of Amros, in Greece. Anybody here from Greece? Greek sheep. Greece rules ass, right? Greece is cool. Their economy sucks, but everything else is cool. Uh, greenhouse cultivating therapeutic marijuana became an unexpected diner for the animals as they grappled with the aftermath of Storm Daniel. Who, who can forget Storm Daniel? Oy, she, what she, uh, is that guy named Daniel? Think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Storm Daniel. You look like a Storm Daniel. Nobody played Genuine's My Pony. <laughs> or maybe, okay. You two are about to have a night. Um, the storm resulted in Europe's highest ever monthly precipitation. Interesting. Uh, relentless rain <laughs> wreaked havoc across the central region, combining torrential downpours. This is going to get to the weed? What, what? Uh, right. Is this a buildup for the weed? We want to hear about these fucking sheep who ate this weed, man. Kurt, I yeah. got to explain what a storm is. <laughs> I mean, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Atlanta's a safe zone. <laughs> The storm, oh yeah, we already did that. We, while looking to avoid flooding, a herd of sheep sought refuge in the greenhouse and simultaneously helped themselves to over 600 pounds of marijuana crop. That's a lot of weed, y'all. That's a lot of but weed. But the poor sheep didn't know, is he gotta heat it up a little bit. <laughs> the gentle giant. The THC giants. is not released. As I know, because I once boldly at 15 years old took a giant nug of weed and shoved it in an Entenmann's donut. And I was like, let's do this and ate it. And everyone's like, fuck you, man. You just ate our weed. And it did not work. Interesting, Kurt. Because according to Alice Gibbs, who's the uh -huh. best in the biz, according to this audience, the bill... <laughs> the bewildered shepherd watched as his flock began to exhibit what he called strange behavior. <laughs> Maybe they were just full. This, no, it happens in Colorado. I it, yeah. I've had a friend's dog eat weed. Dogs a, can't eat weed. At a dog park in Colorado, and it got it's, fucked up. It's a problem. Really? Yeah. Animals. They're better than us. <laughs> they don't need to heat up their weed to get high. They can just eat it raw. That's cool, man. Who has a dog? <laughs> if your dog could drive, would you let it? Yeah. Exactly. I think about this all the time. What if I told you it could? <laughs> Dogs love cars, and I'm always like, God damn, we can't teach these fuckers to park. It has to be possible. There is. There's a BBC show about dogs driving cars, and they taught standard poodles how to drive a car and it is the funniest thing I've ever seen because they're also smart cars. They taught them to drive smart cars so it's a standard poodle strapped into a seat with his hands on the wheel driving a smart car and it will make you lose your mind. Look it up! Do you guys have computers in your pockets? Look it up. Okay, let's do it. 
The owner of the greenhouse told the local newspaper website, I don't know if they were laughing or crying. We had a heat wave. We lost a lot of production. We had floods. Almost everything was lost. And now this. The herd entered the greenhouse and ate what was left. I don't know what to say, honestly. This is when it gets interesting. <laughs> the sheep found green stuff to eat before, this is the shepherd saying this, the Greek shepherd saying, they were jumping higher than goats, which I've never seen before. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Animals eating cannabis can be extremely dangerous, like the dog who accidentally consumed his owner's entire stash. We're not getting into that. Meanwhile, some scientists have even tested feeding animals cannabis to see what happens in 2022. Last year, I did the math. <laughs> Dairy cows were fed a diet containing industrial hemp, experienced several physical and behavioral changes, including increased yawning. <laughs> I'm laughing. Salivation and unsteady movements. I've seen some tonight. It's fine. These sheep ate a ton of wheat, is the story. Anybody ever eat a sheep? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. I thought nobody was going to be like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> Edible stories, we all have them. Have you ever uh, lost your brains? Oh, yeah. Um, so if you don't know me, hi, I'm Laurel. I this did, is Laurel. I was in the thick of COVID research, and when it... She <laughs> saved our lives. She saved our lives. So in Atlanta, the, at the hospital I worked at, the first, the first week that we realized COVID was in Atlanta and like in the hospital, and I was doing research on respiratory yeah. pathogens, so we were seeing people who were sick, and then we decided to stop all studies because we didn't know who had COVID and who had something else, and it wasn't safe to go into rooms yet. Uh, I, it was a Friday, and I was like, need smooth brain, need to turn of off. Course. Very stressed. So yes. I took an edible, which I don't do all the time. That's fine. But I took one. I was on my couch, and about 20 minutes into taking the edible, I'm suddenly in a group chat with my boss, who's the director of the vaccine and treatment evaluation unit, uh, my other supervisor who was the head of respiratory pathogens at the CDC for oh 20 years, okay. and a physician's assistant that I work with because it turns out one of the patients that my team had seen was the first COVID case like, in one, the baby. hospital. Whoa. And they had been in a room with him unmasked for an hour, and this was back when we just, you thought anyone who got COVID was going to die. Like, yeah. we just March, didn't, yeah, April. We didn't, yeah, we didn't know <sighs> enough. And so we're texting, and the edible hits Right no. at the moment I get the text message that's like, texting isn't working. We need a conference call right oh, now. Farts. No. Oh, farts. Oh, so farts. Oh, farts. So I'm out butt. of my mind on a conference call with all these people trying to hold it together because they're like, people on your team have been exposed. We need to figure out what to do. We need to figure out how to talk to them. Oh, my What God. the plan is going forward. And I'm trying to hold it together at this, like, I have my phone on speaker. At the same time, I'm texting the physician assistant that I work with being like, am I screaming? It sounds like I'm screaming. Am I screaming on the phone right now? Zoom life, you're on Zoom. <laughs> no, we were just thankfully on the phone. I didn't have to be on camera. On but call. I was like, okay. how loud am I talking? Am I talking too fast or too slow? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I decided no more drugs until things uh, calmed down. Smart. Oh, just yeah. going to save your Weed. I can't do weed anymore. Oh, For that God, reason, I always yeah. get calls from the CDC director. Oh, shut up, CDC. <laughs> I'll cure rabies. I know it's old, but I have an idea. <laughs> weed helps. Oh, Creamy. my God. But also, isn't it also the, the fact that you were on that 
and you had been exposed as well. Or I no. hadn't seen that patient. So oh, I was the people I was in charge of had seen it. Okay. So we had to talk about what to do with them. Um, and one of them, his like family lived in Wuhan. So he's been getting all these stories like oh, directly boy. from aunts and uncles about what's happening here. Wow. <laughs> oh, just like, boy. I don't know. Let's just close the hospital. Oh, <laughs> we should all go to the Ponce Market right after this. <laughs> Eat some bat. Pretty great. Uh, um, so listen, uh, first off, give it up for yourself for being an amazing crowd. Absolutely beautiful crowd. We Wonderful. are going to be selling merch uh, over there after the show, and we'll be taking photos and Ooh. saying hi to people. So please uh, make, like, you know, we'll come and say hi, and we'll hang out. Um, and uh, We and need please. them to end the show with a bananas, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But please, before that, give it up for the wonderful Laurel Bristow! She's a local. We love her. She made you happy during a horrible time. Banana of the Quar. Yeah. Uh, so, Scotty, go ahead. I think we need to end this episode with you guys yelling bananas as loud as possible. <laughs> I love Good that job. you immediately went also, for Also, please yell your name, because we're going to air this. Wait, wait, wait. Victor? Okay. As loud as you can. You did, like, an 11. We're going to do a bananas. Go. This is bananas, not Bananas. One, yeah. two, three. Thank you for coming. Thank out. you very Thank much. You. Good day. Bananas is an exactly right media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.